It was three space days ago when you received the call. Laying low to avoid the eyes of the elven navy, you've been secreted away on a stealth mission in Dreadspace for weeks. It was then with some surprise that you received a notice from War Talon that you were to mobilize and risk exposure to Parlay. Perhaps you believed it at first to be a farce to lure you out of your cover, but when you then received the message in triplicate with corrected grammar, you knew Exo Gavin was involved in the And what could be so important as to risk your efforts over Mother Night? As is common with quest givers and space assholes, the details are unclear. <laughs> All that's known is that a listening post stationed in Horizon recently acquired some incredibly valuable information, but they were unable to transmit it over the normal arcane channels. And so each of you arrived at the docks to board a surprisingly tiny vessel, equipped for seating merely half a dozen of you, and packed with an array of unusual surveying equipment. Painted over the whole of the ship indicates this is none other than the good ship Plymouth Voyager, your home away from home for the immediate future. It's a four door. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hatch in the back for cargo. Yes. <laughs> um... You all gather at the docks. I say you all. There's only three of you. Mm-hmm. You three, uh, very talented operatives, actually. Level six is no small feat. Uh, have gathered at the docks to board the good ship Plymouth Voyager. Uh, the doors pop out and slide back, as is custom. <laughs> and uh, each of you receive this missive from uh, War Talon and Gavin to basically go check out what's going on in Horizon because they couldn't get the transmission through. Are we going around the table and introducing our characters now? Or? Well, I assume that you guys are going to get on board the ship and find the adventure. Ah, ergo, you're going to be on the Plymouth Voyager for at least a few days. So gotcha. We'll all learn a little bit about each other, so why don't we go around the table now? All right. Damn it. You don't have to go first, I uh, So, Spectre is a tiefling lady. She's got uh, deer antlers uh, instead of the normal horns. And... Uh, seems to be leaning pretty hard into the creepy aspect of, of tieflingism. She's got black eyes. She's dressed all in black. She does not look particularly friendly. <laughs> Goth tiefling, nice. Gothling. Um, I'm Gothling. <laughs> all right, listen up, folks. I've got the info right here. Uh, spider alien space babies have infiltrated the highest levels of our government. And uh, only me, Axel Jonas, knew the truth. I've spread the documents and uh, secreted myself away at a pirate radio station deep in the Underdark, where I trained with Duergar Axlers and raised a cadre of spiderlings to infiltrate the alien invaders. Stay tuned. Should we buy your vitamin sides? <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you're playing this character on a day that Josh is a <laughs> He's going to be so mad. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yes, exactly. The dog is like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. I was unprepared for that. Axel Jones. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to show you my character portrait. Oh no. Uh, it's, it's only a thumbnail, but. There he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones holding an axe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I googled Alex Jones holding an axe. <laughs> <It> <laughs> just, right away. <laughs> that picture popped right up. Oh, there was actually God. several. <laughs> no, up. actually, if you just Google Alex Jones pictures, it's all from his uh, all from his trial. <laughs> uh, yeah, like these aren't action oriented enough. I need a more dynamic picture set. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm like I'm like broken now. Thank you, everybody. This is great. It's a great adventure. I am Telmasar. He's a seven foot tall lizard man wielding a big axe, shit shitty ass splint armor. Lizard man, you say? Fucking huge. Yeah. I always suspected. Your voice sounds like the alien from the uh, news broadcast on Futurama. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am Lur, Omicron Percy I eight. I don't know if I could do that without an actual tonsil flying <laughs> out of my lung. Alright. So you were all on a good ship Plymouth Voyager, hurtling towards Horizon. 
Uh, let's get a knowledge check to see what you guys know about Horizon. It'd be an astronomy check if you have it on your character sheets. So I have a feeling that he's trying to get in the boat or in the ship, and it's like he's trying to squeeze in for like human-sized door. <laughs> yeah, you're basically in the entire. Who is this room. built for? <laughs> Puny Earthlings. <laughs> Slide your seat forward. <laughs> no. Tell us our need leg room. <laughs> uh, if we don't have astronomy on our intelligence base, crit. Really? <laughs> no shit. Are we actually yes. rolling dice and shit? What the yes. fuck? Yeah. Um, although my intelligence is eight, so nineteen total. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Mine's also an eight, so shit. we gotta get a great fucking. I rolled a one too. Oh my god! I think that one, was our one shots. twenty. Wow. Wow. Did you crit? The crit and shit and shit. Oh my god. I've never seen a crit and shit and shit before. A crit and double shit. A crit and double shit. Number two shit. I have a plus two to intelligence. Yeah, really. It's not fair. <laughs> and you get to add one because you're a bard. Uh, does that, uh... And it kicks in at like level two. You get half your proficiency mod on all skills. Uh, that's not... Oh, right. So that would be four. Yeah. Still not very good. Certainly not as good as 19. All right. Spectre just turns and looks at Axel, just like. <laughs> yes, this is actually appropriate. Um, so Horizon is a place that is uh, only vaguely known about by learned people who travel through Dread Space. Uh, spoiler alert: Not a lot of motherfuckers travel in space and Dread Space. This place sucks. Mm. Okay. Uh, however, Horizon is known to be a place to those who are learned. Uh, as being a place where the rules of physics don't apply in the standard, typical way. And the reason for that is because of a series of black holes and other space anomalies that are grouped very closely together that cause all sorts of wibbly shit to go on with how gravity works, air envelopes, and things like that. It's avoided by most space travelers because it interferes with the ability to use your magical tools to navigate uh, and to propel your ship. And larger ships in particular seem to suffer the effects worse because they get drawn into the black holes by their increased amount of gravity, um, which is probably why you're all crammed down in Plymouth Voyager. <laughs> um, as a uh, specialist in the field of all sorts of rumors that are probably not true, mm. uh, what you have heard is that this is the aftermath of a doomsday weapon that was fired uh, at a fleeing vessel escaping through Dread Space's crystal sphere, and that the outcome is that the wall of the crystal sphere is not whole. Ooh. Oh, wow. There's good. a gap that goes into somewhere that is not the Flojistan. And somehow, you know, through your incredible feats of blaming everybody who's got power for doing the things that they've done. <laughs> I fought wars for this info, people! <laughs> that it was probably the elves firing the Doomsday device. The elven navy are probably responsible. I suppose even a stopped clock is right twice a day. The damned elves are in league with the spider alien space babies! All right. I'm not drunk enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. I'm drinking cherry coke. There's still redemption over there, so we may be tapping into that. <laughs> Silly straw. <laughs> I have uh, I have a picture that I will show you as we get nearer. This is bad. The immediate area. Oh, it's mm. like the eye of Sauron if it had a bad infection. It's the butthole of Sauron. Yeah. I have some other uh, views of this as well because I was Googling crazy space images. So this is kind of what it looks like, this Neat. crackling orange lightning and blue gas. Now, it's, it's tough to tell on a laptop screen from over here, but is that artwork or is that actual? I don't know. It's cool, though. It is. It's super <laughs> cool. But space is also super cool on its own, so yeah. it could just be... There might have been a planet there at one time, and that's not there anymore. No, that's, yeah, <laughs> definitely a vacant vacancy. Yeah. Um, so, way. yes... That is what you see as you are nearing now, uh, what you know as Horizon. Thank you, music. That was awfully convenient. Uh, does Jack of All Trades only place to skills not saving throws, correct? Uh, it is skills not saving throws, that is correct. It does include initiative. Ooh. Pretty weird. And as you get closer, you can in fact see these swirling masses of gas and crackling lightning that surround all these micro black holes and abrasions that are on the walls of the crystal sphere. And the walls of the crystal sphere don't like crack or shatter or anything like that. They seem to simply phase out, like they're becoming transparent, until at some point there just isn't crystal sphere anymore. Hmm. And you can see that there is just this blackness of empty void on the opposite side of the walls of the crystal sphere. And your ship is traveling sort of along the length of 
the erosion of the walls uh, to dodge all the various local black holes and anomalies. Periodically, you do see uh, hurtling meteors of ice and fire that are launched out of one and into another. Uh, and they have these long, twisting arcane tails that make it look like they have some sort of a spell effect on them. But as one of them comes very close to your ship, you can actually see that it has the face of a man. And it comes hurtling by, and it's literally screaming obscenities at you. In various languages that you all speak, uh, primarily you're hearing screams in Orcish and Elvish uh, from these meteors as they come flying past your ship and then go careening into another black hole. Neat. Get under that one and put him in the boards. <laughs> <coughs> Who's uh, piloting our vessel, by the way? Which of you has the greatest astronomy skill? I don't. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Jammer 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 sheet. Sheet. Uh, uh, then it's probably you. Is that int based? Then int it's based. not it. Yeah. Not int. <laughs> not int. Are you two are both minus one? We int, are huh? both minus yep. one. Int. We are two dumb fucks. I could not give. No. Uh, a score higher than eight to anybody I based off Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three to six might be appropriate. I'm, I'm basically a contractor, so. Mm. All right. Let's see your quirk too. <laughs> Make good pay, but bad benefits. That's why my teeth are so gnarly. Start, start your kitchen and disappear for six months. <laughs> All right. So yes, indeed, it is you, Spectre, who is uh, currently piloting the ship. Um, let's go around the table as a one-round skill challenge as you are trying to get close to uh, a vehicle that you have now spotted Ooh. in Horizon. It appears to be uh, a very large arrowhead-shaped uh, vessel, and I'll describe it more as you continue to make your piloting checks. All right, so is it any skill, or are we just going to do astronomy? It's any skill. Oh, okay. It's normal skill challenge rules, mm. so something that's appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'll start if nobody else has anything. <laughs> yeah, because I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something a little tried and true. Uh, I'm just going to uh, like, you know, you're focusing on what's ahead of us. I'm going to be looking out the side for these screaming faces of fire and ice that comes out of nowhere. So I'm just gonna use perception and just let you know if there's any obstacles you need to be aware of. Oh, Alex Jones using perception. <laughs> go Unbelievable. Uh, it's not bad. It's a uh, 14. Noted. Okay. Great. <laughs> so do we know where we have to go or do we have to figure out where there's we have a, to go? there's a vehicle we're trying to approach okay okay, okay. it's the only thing you've seen that isn't like meteors and black holes so you assume that's probably your target meteor you ready for something really fucking stupid because that's all we're I can here do aren't really we you asked, you asked me that as I'm sipping whiskey so of yeah. course I'm ready for something stupid I roll down the window of the Voyager and I, I reach out a, I reach out a big beefy arm and I grab a floating road sign and I try to slingshot us around. <laughs> and I like it. I'm making a. This is definitely. I'll take care of this problem. <laughs> and I rolled a. Um, what did I roll? That's sixteen. The sixteen is a success. <laughs> what is this like? Very jaunty music all of a sudden. <laughs> I've always said it, folks. The lizard folk are very strong, people. We need more lizard folk in our government. <laughs> that that, that can't, has to be the wrong score for that skill. All right. No, that's right. Uh, Spectre. As the uh, the driver of this vehicle, I'm just going to roll survival. Okay. I'm just going to be a basic bitch. Basic bitch. 16. Okay. Um, you are hurtling through space now at a rate that is much higher than a Plymouth Voyager is designed to go, so at least 65 <laughs> miles an hour. It's shaking. <laughs> You can feel the bolts falling out from the wheels. <laughs> However, uh, as you are nearing this vessel, you can see that there is a reflection of light on its surface, as if the deck is made entirely out of steel. Hmm. There are all of these probes that are sticking straight out. Some of them are straight lines of metal that go up, and you can see there's some lines of wiring connecting them in various places. Uh, there is a, sort of a spiralized thing with like a blue ball on top of it, which appears to be radiating out purple lightning on occasion. And it's being caught by these different antennae that are sticking out from the top of the vessel. It's the Tesla Towers from Command and Conquer. Yes. <laughs> Visually, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, the vehicle itself is large enough for probably over 100 passengers. Shaped vaguely like an arrowhead. Mm -hmm. uh, but the above decks is not like a flat, walkable surface with railings like you'd be used to from a normal spell jamming ship. And instead, it appears to be entirely enclosed, uh, like a big steel turtle. Hmm. And uh, there is a section in the aft of the vessel where it is uh, an open cargo bay that you could fit your Plymouth in fairly easily. It's like two parking spaces in a garage. 
Um, in addition to that, the ship appears to have, quote-unquote, gone dark. The uh, electricity that is sparking off of the towers and being collected on top is intermittent, and you can see that there are viewing portholes, but there are no lights lit within. And the entire ship is actually tilted slightly, as if it was a normal terrestrial ship starting to fill with water. Mm. Uh, it, it just, like, sort of one corner is sunken a little bit lower, and it's listing through space rather than being directed in any specific direction. It appears that it's uh, basically just being toyed with by the effect of the black holes, and it probably won't be here for very <laughs> long before it gets sucked into one. Mm. And what do we know about the ship? Is this part of what War Talon told us about? Wartalon told you that there was a listening post where some incredibly important information was acquired, mm. but they were unable to transmit it through the normal arcane channels. Okay. So presumably we have to find the listening post and get the information from there. Mm-hmm. And then relay that back to... Although a, a ship could theoretically be a listening post, right? This one's big enough to certainly be something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, and um, this is on the horizon, you said? Mm-hmm. The event horizon, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's full of hell. Um, I love this plan. I'm happy to be a part of it. Let's go! <laughs> Alright. Um, as Spectre takes the ship in towards the back end of the, uh, the vehicle that you've spotted, you see that the uh, large cargo bay doors are slightly... not all the way open, basically. They are two sliding diagonal doors that would like slam shut in the middle. And you can see that one of them is stuck, like, maybe three foot shy of being completely enclosed. And the last one is going about one foot back and forth from its most open position. Mm. Um, obviously, there's some sort of a malfunction in the doors that's causing them to act in this way. However, the doors are big enough to allow a vessel of, you know, 10 to 12 passengers to land here. Your little Plymouth Voyager can fit in through these doors without much trouble. And as you descend into the cargo bay of this vehicle, uh, you see that it is basically bare in here. There are no other vessels. There is no equipment for repairing vessels. Uh, For all intents and purposes, it looks like the back end of the ship has been evacuated. Mm. There's just no equipment in here. But as you bring your ship in for a closer look and descend into the docks, as soon as your landing plank drops out from the side of the Plymouth, the two malfunctioning doors slam and shut behind you. And there's this rattling chain-like noise as they collide. And you can see that there's actually now a flicker of light overhead. Is like one of the possibly magically motion-sensing light fixtures has sparked to life, but can't quite fully engage. And so you're just getting these intermittent flashes of yellow and orange light as it tries to fire up the lighting fixture. Um, do you two have dark vision? I know I you do. Probably, um, actually, I don't think I'm, I do. I don't think Lizard's I'm a teacher, so. Okay. Yeah, Lizard people don't have no, no, dark vision. I don't think they no. do. That was, a, that was a big deal for us when we were playing Out of the Abyss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'm always too fucking stupid to pick a dark vision character. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I ever do. You played it's the like dwarf for one <laughs> session. You're like, I need this. And then I, then I, yeah, then, then I let her get killed. There's like three races in D&D that don't have dark vision. And I play so them all. you play them all. <laughs> All right, so we're, are we still in the ship, or have we disembarked? Uh, you we're are now sitting in the cargo bay. The slammed doors are shut behind you, shut tight. Uh, and the landing plank has been extended, but you're all still in the vehicle. Okay. And um, is there atmosphere? Uh, you would assume it has an air envelope like a normal ship. Okay. I'm going to kill Mervin. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught you how to land? <laughs> so we come to a stop, and of course the, the thing's doing this because all the shocks are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, would you like to drive? <laughs> Alright folks, I'm brave enough to go see what's going on here Let's open up these doors You're dumb enough to go see <laughs> And as you pop the door open and it slides backwards And you step out into the cargo bay You find, yes, there is an air envelope here it Smells a little funky Possibly slightly fouled air envelope mm-hmm. um, But the oxygen appears to be breathable You're not getting an immediate headache even though this music is doing something very weird, you're not getting an immediate headache. Let's skip ahead a little bit. There we go. We did just open the door on a Plymouth Voyager that we've been in for several days. So. Yeah, it probably smells a little better. Imagine uh, a several-day road trip with Alex Jones and a Plymouth Voyager. And a big lizard. I, it's all, and a big lizard. I it's think, all whiskey and taco farts. I think I'd rather eat a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so you step out into the cargo bay, and you can see that the uh, name of the ship, the christening of the ship, is actually painted on the inside of the cargo bay on one of the walls. Mm. This is the good ship Gnome Stromo. 
<laughs> there are too many cultural references in this adventure. Too much culture for you. Yep. yep. All right. Oh, fuck. Uh, but there is now this like intermittent flashing of lights overhead as the light fixture tries to engage. You can see there's a, an array of different hallways and doors that come out of the cargo bay, as you would expect. There's like a raised, elevated platform for someone to do inspections as ships come and go, but that is unoccupied. There's a couple of little stations for um, little people to do exactly that job. It looks like the average occupant of this vessel is probably about three foot high. Mm-hmm. Gnomes. Smell Why did their, it have to be gnomes? Smell their foul stench when I came aboard. <laughs> this uh, the Spelljammer playlist is letting me down. So Princess Lizza. <laughs> we get this instead. Yeah, this is more appropriate. All right. Um, I is an immediate action since we're off and I see that this place is uh, unoccupied. I'd like to use the primeval awareness to detect whether or not there are any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead present within one mile. Or liberals. Or liberals. Go through that list one more time. I mean, they did say fey, so... (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead. And how much knowledge do you get about that? Feature does not reveal the creature's location or number, just that they're present. Um, there are undead. Okay. There are fiends. There are aberrations. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> Let's just get back in the voyager and go home. You know what? You know what? I don't think this message is that important. Let's go home. Uh, <laughs> the message is be sure to drink your oval team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? Technically, there's Faye as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, we got bad news, folks. There's all sorts of shit up in here. I need a drink. What did you expect? <laughs> How long does it last, by the way? Tuck one pick. 90 seconds of ability. One minute per level of the spell slot, and I'm using a first level spell slot, so a minute. Cool. All right. Uh, over a period of several seconds, certain elements that paint stop painting and other things paint. Oh, oh, great. Okay, so we're phasing in and out of different dimensions. Terrific. Um, <laughs> well, if uh, if there's an important information, it's probably in the captain's log. We should find the captain's quarters. Agreed. <laughs> uh, as you are having this discussion, something strikes the outer hull of the ship, and the ship seems... You know, it's made of steel. It's pretty sturdy. It's probably one of those meteors that hit. It's a much bigger silhouette than your little Plymouth. But when it does hit, there is this, like, rumbling noise that sort of echoes through the entire vessel. And little bits of not quite well enough fastened together metal come loose. Like, little bits of rust drop out or, like, a bolt pops out of a bulkhead somewhere. And it does appear that, like, this ship has weathered some abuse sitting out here. Mm. And uh, the maintenance has been neglected. Well, we're not dying any quicker by standing here. <sighs> it's got a point, folks. Yeah, after being in a in a Plymouth Voyager with the two of you for the last several <laughs> days, I would like to die quicker. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Port News Bolton, folks. Don't buy ribs from a gas station. <laughs> <coughs> My colon is doing things you wouldn't believe. You heard it here last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's taking point on uh, departing the hangar bay? Uh, I guess I will. Um, I I don't mind walking up front. Oh, okay, I, sure. I can just be a. I'm just a target for things. I, sure, I don't yeah. Have any other yeah. skills? Is there any light at all, or do I have to light a torch in order to see if anything? Here in the cargo bay, there is a flash of light intermittently as that overhead that, that, tries yeah, to yeah, engage. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout the rest of the ship that you've seen so far, looking down into various hallways that lead out from this room, um, there are some elements that are sparking. Uh, there are a couple places where, like, there's a long fluorescent that goes the length of a hallway, and one third of it's lit, and the remaining two thirds are out. There is some ambient light, but I would consider the entire thing dim and corners of the ship to be completely dark. These fluorescents do nothing for Telnasar's complexion. <laughs> I'll light a torch and go in front. All right. Uh, when you light the torch, 
uh, first thing you notice right away is that there is an amount of black smoke coming off of the fire that would seem to indicate that uh, there is some befoulment of the air envelope that you are in. Um, some gunk in the air is cooking off of your fire and it's creating a lot of this black smoke and soot, which uh, having been uh, a space explorer for a while, you can pretty much immediately recognize that's the telltale sign the oxygen in here is not the greatest. Maybe it's a bad idea. <laughs> but it does eliminate the area around you. Uh, as you navigate your way outside of the hangar bay, you have a, a number of different hallways. And I won't bore you with a map because it's not necessary. You pick a hallway seemingly at random and make your way into the ship properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't find anything quite as helpful as a directory. But what you do find is that you have wandered into what appears to be a sort of mess hall or living quarter. Uh, and this is where you start to see signs that people have actually been here. Um, there are a number of tables set up for food. There is an array of items on top of a countertop that looks uh, kind of ransacked or knocked over, uh, possibly just in the turbulence, but things like a coffee maker sideways and stuff like that. But there's all sorts of mechanical junk just like fucking everywhere. There's just bolts and tools and chairs and partially assembled furniture. Um, and there is actually... Uh, on one part of the wall, you can see that there is uh, like a gouge mark, um, almost like a puncture mark, that goes up into the wall cavity. And it is uh, at this sort of like a long angle. It looks like something long uh, and thin and uh, has to be pretty robust on account of the fact that the walls are made of steel. Uh, has like struck the wall and skipped a couple times and eventually actually found purchase and pierced the metal and went into the wall and then was withdrawn. We're talking like maybe huh. like a like a, a bullet ricocheting off the wall before it. It would be a strange bullet because it hits and then skips up, so it could be. It's a magic bullet, folks. <laughs> I would like to investigate this gouge mark. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Um, looking at it, it looks like there are some indications of very very minute traces of like smoke or soot mm-hmm. on the surface of the wall around where it has skipped, mm-hmm. which would indicate that it's metal on metal. Mm-hmm. And the uh, pierce mark uh, actually does have like the uh, a circle. It would be leftover steel from wherever it punctured. Mm-hmm. So rather than puncturing and splaying out the way that metal would if it was like a bullet, mm-hmm. uh, it almost looks like something hollow but pointed was jammed in like a big syringe mm. uh, right into the wall. And there's this torn little circle of steel that's kind of still in there, um, indicating that that's basically what happened here. It didn't just go straight in like the tip of a pencil. Mm-hmm. Can I investigate? You said there's like like food and stuff on the tables. Can I make a survival roll to see like is the porridge still warm? Like how long has this been abandoned? Kind of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a nineteen on the die. Okay. Um, there's nothing still warm, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the food has been picked clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no sign of vermin, but you do see that like bones have been gnawed on to the point where the scraps are not there anymore. Um. Any food traces that are still left are kind of like crumbed onto the bottom of the bowls and plates. Mm-hmm. You would measure that it's probably not been utilized in at least a few days. But it looks like something came through here and like cleaned up the leftovers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's a number of offshooting hallways. It's basically just this big honeycomb of structures, um, the way that you would imagine normal living space to be on a ship like this. Mm. Um, most of the rooms do have ladders that go up and down into different floors. Okay. Uh, the ship is big enough to have probably four floors on it. And as I mentioned before, big enough for like a hundred occupants. Mm. So even though they're small occupants, looking around at the amount of mechanical refuse around here, uh, the people who occupied this listening post or this ship or whatever this is, probably did a lot of technological research. Okay. And there's just shitloads of that stuff overflowing into the living spaces. Mm. You said you wanted to look at the captain's log. Do we need to find the bridge? Probably the way to go. Um, I'm not going to do the Alex Jones voice the whole time. You'll hurt yourself. Kill myself. Um, <laughs> not if we get you first. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> uh, there, if there's documents or something, I mean, we might might stumble on something in one of these rooms, too, if there's something in these uh, living quarters. 
All right, so are you, uh, I guess that's my next question. Are you trying to get to the bridge? Are you trying to scope out the living quarters? Is there somewhere else on the ship you might want to try to find? Okay, so Spelljammer, general knowledge of Spelljammer. Like, if we were to get to the bridge, is there something we could do with the Spelljamming helm to, like, refresh the air envelope? Or is that something we have to, like, bring this? You'd have to go somewhere that has an air envelope. Has an air envelope, okay. So the shitty air on the ship is is not a problem we can solve? Not currently. Okay, all right. Um... I mean, I, th- I still think the bridge is the way to go. I think if there's yeah. anything useful to be found, it's going to be the bridge. And that's at least... If we go through and try and inspect the living quarters of... You know, let's say there's 50 living quarters, two to a room, that's going to take way yeah. too long. Let's go right to the part of the matter, and then if that doesn't work out, we'll start dealing with smaller rooms. We'll <laughs> go to the spleen of the matter, yeah. the pancreas of the matter, yeah. and we'll just cover the whole the thing. The anus of the matter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you've landed on the back of the ship. The bridge traditionally above the front. Venus is closer. Yeah. Um, essentially, the way that the ship has been laid out in all of your various spacefaring knowledge, uh, the bridge would be at the front of the ship. You know, the helm would be there, uh, along with uh, most of the weapons crew is going to be front-mounted weapons and stuff like that. Although you didn't see any recognizable weapons from the outside of the ship. Uh, you didn't see a lot, really, because it's not great lighting for the outside of the vessel. Mm. You couldn't even get the name of it until you were inside. Um, but that's where you'd expect to find all of those sorts of things. And then the back end of the ship is where all of your living quarters and mess hall and kitchen galley, um, any uh, like living space that isn't a functional sleeping space. So if they had like workout facilities or stuff like that, they'd all be in the back. And then the middle of the ship would be like all their technical uh, engineering type data and stuff like that would be in the middle. Data's so, there. <laughs> so the the bridge is probably a good place to start, and then we can if that if we still need to find other stuff like the technical rooms probably have equipment yeah. we can get like records from or whatever. And we can work. We should work forward, and then we can go backwards as we're going back to and always the, twirling, twirling for freedom. freedom. <laughs> All right. So the plan is to go from the butt of the ship to the face of the ship. Yes, we're gonna go ass to mouth. Okay, and then work our way back to the middle. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, Looking over the honeycombs of passages, you do have kind of a couple different options here. You could stick to one of the walls, the left or the right wall, or you could try to go right through the center of the ship. Um, looks like there's paths that go to the front from any of those sort of three avenues. Anybody have a strong preference as to the way that you get to the front? Did we observe any, like, hull damage or anything that would indicate, like, maybe one of these passages is going to be more treacherous than the other? That sounds like a great opportunity for everyone to roll a perception check. I was actually going to ask if, I'm, if, I, if I can hear anything. If, like, it's really quiet, do I hear That's anything? also wise. I'd like that check as well. Two separate checks for you. Oh, delightful. Just no. Just no. Just Ugh. no. So Just no. The, the smell one would have been a 14. The other one I... Um, I have a pretty good Bluetooth speaker over here, and I can manage the playlist if you don't want to do it anywhere. Sure. All right. Um, question. Uh, so, Armadoise. the ship is arrowhead shaped, essentially, right? It's More or less, yeah. Sort of like, like a that. lazy arrowhead, yeah. Um, like a computer cursor. Yeah. Or like the uh, the Star Destroyer, or not. Yeah, a little Star bit like Wars. a victory class Star Destroyer, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but it's listing to one side. Is it listing like towards the... The back left of the butt the back left is of the kind butt. of like so sinking of... in a way. It's in space, so like it's, you know... Yeah. It's not truly sinking, but it is angled in a way that makes it look like it's listing because of it. Okay. Might be better for us to go to the left. That way we're not fighting to go up well, a slope. Is the gravity affecting it the same way? Or is the gravity plane normal? It's just at a weird angle. That's a great question. And as you are navigating the hallways, you find that it is not consistent. Oh. Uh, there are places where the gravity works as you would expect, which is to say laterally across the deck of the ship. There are places where the gravity seems to be slightly askew or not fully in effect. So as you get into certain places, it's obvious there's some kind of damage or interference because suddenly you're walking on the crevice where the wall meets the floor. Or you walk into a room and there's mechanical refuse in there, but it's hovering a foot or two off the ground in this very gentle bobbing as if it's floating on water. I hate this. Telemasar hates zero gravity. <laughs> uh, let's see. I might have something we can use to cheese this. Um, I was just going to pull up the Alien soundtrack and just let it go. Oh, that would be good, too. <laughs> this is working for now. Um, yeah, I trust you to make it work. 
So it doesn't explicitly say I can do this with my swarm, but um, I can control a swarm of spiders. Sure. Um, can I just have them to, like go like five or ten feet ahead of us, and if they start like floating up or to the side, like at least we'll know what we're up against. That's a good idea, and I don't know if it works that way in normal D anD D, but in Spelljammer, fucking yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, Manuel, take your spiders up ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> they just all start bouncing around like asteroids. <laughs> Boss, this sucks! <laughs> so as you are walking through, it sounds like we're picking the left side, that uh, yeah. the yeah. gentler slope, basically. Yeah. Um, as you are walking through these hallways, uh, you start to get from places where living quarters are found mm-hmm. into more of like a generic workshop, engine works kind of place. Where Jordy LaForge would hang out if he was alive and on this ship. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Jordy? <laughs> Answers, man. <clears throat> and as you're traveling through the engine works, you find that there are these large cavernous rooms with all sorts of pulleys and hoses, um, turn cranks like you find like on uh, like water pipes, stuff like that. It looks like they had some sort of a gigantic boiling or cooling center of some kind. It's, it's not doing anything right now. There's no sound coming from it. But it's all these different interconnected pipes that are welded together with big rivets and giant turn cranks. And that's something that seems kind of out of place because the rest of the ship is designed for small people. But all these giant like wheels to turn and open valves and things like that are big enough that like you would be needed to turn these sorts of things. Hmm. Very unusual. All the living quarters were all gnome-sized as well? Yeah. Hmm. Tall ceilings for gnomes, but like the furniture was gnome-sized. Hmm. Like, maybe this was a repurposed ship. I'm just... So, canonically, I can't believe this is my backstory is coming up, but, like, <laughs> um, I did chill with Durgar for a while, so, like, the concept of a small creature becoming large-sized to do, like, big manual labor, that that's sort of, like, smells of Durgar to me. Of course you hung out with joyless, <laughs> industry-focused... It's underground radio, literally. <laughs> I'm surprised they're not trolls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, that does actually ring true to you. Parts of your backstory do seem to apply, and it might just be because you're a lunatic. Mm. It's hard to say. You're not lucid enough to know. My character also not connected. You believe really. it fervently, but that's yes. absolutely... <laughs> I believe a lot of things. Yes. Uh, you do periodically, with your check from earlier, uh, you don't smell anything, but you hear something. It sounds like vermin. Periodically, I'm starting to lose my voice because of the <coughs> bronchitis. Stand by. <coughs> okay, we're good. I'm going to grab one of these boys. Periodically, you hear the sounds that sound like uh, a rat scurrying around in like the air filtration system. Is that sort of just like... noise from like all sorts of different vents and things like that. And it's not omnipresent. You two can't even hear it. You can with your check. Kind of detect that you're not completely alone. There, there's some sort of noise around here, but it, it sounds like you know rats or whatever. It just seems weird that they are now being noticeable when you were in a place that had food and you didn't see any. As you're walking through the engine works, another thing that stands out to you, particularly all the way on the side of the ship, in a layout that would be reminiscent of, like, an American riverboat, is a very large wheel. Um, anybody who's owned small pets, it looks like a very big hamster wheel. It is maybe 10 foot high, and it's connected to all these different wires and some sort of a large chain that's looped around like a winch. And there is no occupant of this giant hamster wheel. <laughs> but does appear that this is part of the drive system for the ship. Telmasar is not a hamster. <laughs> Telmasar does think hamsters are very edible and tasty. <laughs> um, one of the leads for this giant wheel actually does spark as if it is receiving power, even though the wheel itself remains motionless. And on closer inspection, you can see that wheel could probably turn, but it looks like it's in such a state that if you were to turn it without doing some significant repairs that it actually probably just tear itself off of the mounting post in the center before it made a full rotation safely. Where's the idiot turtle when you need one? <laughs> and beneath the wheel, uh, as if it has been crushed, is the body of a gnome who is uh, face down, is kind of curled up like this, 
So you can only see like the back of his head and the back of his torso and a little bit of a squeaky toy. <laughs> One little <laughs> leg. Undercut the drama, boom. <laughs> One little leg is like straight out under the wheel and the other leg is sort of tucked up towards the body. Um, he's wearing like a little uh, brown and brass spacesuit. Um, a Steve Bunk spacesuit? Gnomes, man. Yeah. Does it look like something fell on him or was he shoved in there? It or? looks like he was kind of shoved in there and then the wheel did a little bit of the work too. Yeah. He's got a couple like deep lines in his spacesuit where it's pretty obvious that the wheel put some pressure on him and he was possibly already dead, but if he wasn't, he had a really bad time. Ooh. Um, medicine check to see how long he's been dead? Sure. 19. Okay. Um, so to get over to the body, you have to sort of straddle over some of the refuse on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's all this piled up crap, tarps, and as I mentioned before, just mechanical junk. It's everywhere. And you outstretch a hand Fuck. to the body of the gnome. Oh, shit. And you find, first off, that he is very light. Extremely light. Like, uh, gravity not working so good, or... Could like... be some of that. Could be that he's just a very small guy. Could be that the spacesuit looked heavier than it is. Could be that he's hollowed out from the inside. Could be something like that. Whoop. And as you grasp the corner of his spacesuit and give the body a gentle tug... He goes from being rolled up like this to falling out flat on the floor on his back. And you expect that his vacant stare will be looking up at you. But what you find instead is that he is missing both of his eyes. There are gouge marks across his face. The, uh, the whole, like, spacesuit comes up to a neck point and then, like, a diving suit. It has, like, this sort of heavy the viewport thing. And the viewport has been flipped open. And you see that it would normally have been like locked in place to swing forward and back in a very mm-hmm. effective way for mm-hmm. space or water diving. Uh, but it appears that whatever hinge or pin or whatever keeps it in place has been bent or broken. And it just clang, 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 swings open with no tension at all. But he's missing his eyes. He's got gouges across his face. And as he lays down over his back, you can see that he is missing one of his hands. And on the edge of the arm where the hand would start and the wrist terminates, there is uh, like a strange mechanical looking device. Um, it looks almost like segmented spider limbs that are uh, in a rounded shape across the stump, but they are, um, like if all the limbs were interlocking like this and going around the whole perimeter of the socket of the wrist uh, with a slot in the middle such that you could insert something into it. Like, it might actually be something that is useful for a technical purpose. Like a sort of, like, specialized prosthesis? Yeah, like, you might be able to put a screwdriver in there and it actually would work, that sort of thing. Um, But it appears to be that that is the nature, possibly, with your medicine check of what has gone on with his hand. But the indication for his face and his eyes is just that his eyes have been forcibly removed from his head. Do you think it was natural causes? (laughs) I mean, it's hilarious, but, like, the vacuum of space could suck eyeballs out of your head. Like, is it consistent with that kind of damage? Uh, I mean, he's got claw marks across his face. That's true. Gouges on his face, it seems very unlikely. Yeah. Tomasar says Axel gets it. (laughs) I think it was natural causes. Natural causes! Thank you, everybody, and good night. That was unintentional, but you get inspiration anyway. (laughs) Whatever did this was... Presumably organic or sentient. But do I know how long he's been dead for? Uh, You're at a 19 check, right? Yes. It appears that he has been dead uh, for a period of at least 72 hours. Rigor mortis came and went. And he is now uh, presumably much lighter because the fat inside of his spacesuit has since split. And a lot of the moisture has left his body. So sort of in keeping with the timeline we got with the food in the in the canteen. Yeah, he would have died before your message was received. Mm. This is a trap. This is a fucking trap. I'm gonna <laughs> kill that fucking whatever the fuck Mervin is. <laughs> Mervin didn't do anything. Mervin doesn't have to do with it. This is more talent than Gavin. It was Gavin. Oh, Gavin. Right. Everybody wants to kill Gavin already. That's yeah. not new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm also going to kill War Talon. And Mervin just for fun. Because, you know, that is how it's Callisti? Is that you? 
Happy Halloween! <laughs> I was a different tiefling the entire time. <laughs> I was a tiefling inside a tiefling. I'm a Russian tiefling nesting doll. <laughs> so, so I know it was your check, but 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 is is the impression that something came out of his head through his eyes, or is it? We can't quite tell that. Uh, it, with the gouges on the face, it seems like almost his. certain that they were removed from the outside. Okay, okay, okay. Because his his viewer was sort of ripped to one side, right? But I didn't know if that meant something came out of his face. Right. And yanked, you know, wrenched it open. Pushed That's it open what down. I was wondering. I, you said there's mechanical junk everywhere? Yep. I'd like to go through the room and see if I can't find whatever sort of prosthetic fits the stump on his arm. Okay. Um, looking around, you first off, looking at the stump... Um, it looks as though something could fit into it, and the spiralized design makes you think it would be something that rotates. Mm. It just seems to make sense that it has some sort of rotational to operate like a saw blade or a screwdriver. An eye plucker. An eyeball plucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking around, you Common find... Common spaceships. Well, the vision I have in my head is George Kennedy in Naked Gun going through the porno shop and looking at all the <laughs> dildos and stuff, and that's what, that's what I see you doing in this tool shed. <laughs> so in addition to the rocket-powered dildos, um, you do find plenty of screwdrivers, you find saw blades, you find all sorts of crap like that. Mm-hmm. But the socket is something you can't quite wrap your brain around, and it's not just because you're a stupid person, mm. although that's true. <laughs> I am, totally. Um, it's more that it's not like uh, it's not like a ratchet set where you just slot it in. Yeah. However it's supposed to work is a mystery to you. Okay. It doesn't have like a, a point of egress for a tool to fit into, so much as it just looks like it's a design because of the spiralized thing that probably does that. Yeah. And all the tools you're finding look like hand tools. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if the socket's like matching up a USB to a USB socket. like that. Or maybe it's magnetic or something. Like, it's mm. hard to say exactly how it's supposed to work. You don't really know and you're not smart enough to say, but um, you do find loads of tools. It looks like plenty of hand tools are in here. And, mm. you know, being that it's an engine room, it's yeah. not surprising to you at all. Plus, it looks like they stored most of their tools in long, shallow, uh, like, tool trays. Mm-hmm. And the amount of movement of the ship has tossed tools all over the fucking place. So there's like empty upturned toolboxes and piles of tools and like there's nails that roll across the floor and there are times when the ship tilts slightly or jiggles Mm -hmm. and you just hear all of this like really creepy metal tinkling noise. It's like all bolts and stuff roll down the side of the hall and it gives you that Michael Myers wind chimes kind of sound. Mm -hmm. It's good for you. Um, You also do see... uh, as you're trying to look around for different types of tools, that there is a uh, extraordinarily large helmet uh, that appears to be some sort of uh, maybe a, a measuring device or something like that. It's a very, very large helmet, um, possibly three feet wide, uh, with an open front, so it only encloses the sides of the head and the top, mm-hmm. and it's got all these different like round electrode-looking things all over it with wires that interconnect everywhere. Uh, and it comes off to a large cable, and that cable looks like it has been severed uh, in a very sloppy way. Like somebody using bolt cutters badly or chewed apart or whatever. Mm. Mm. Chewed, you say. Uh, and don't look at me. I, <laughs> I was not here. I did not eat this shit. So if, if I'm picturing it correctly, like the helmet exists with the cable coming off the back of it, but it stops where it's been ripped. Where does it continue, like off into the... Room somewhere, or uh, give me an investigation check. Maybe you can find out. Yeah. Can I help? Yeah. Uh, you're helping, so yes. advantage. Yes. Uh, it's going to be twelve on the die. Plus like this one. Fourteen total. Fourteen total. I love that we're doing this in the middle of the afternoon too. It's bright and sunny out. We're doing a horror spell. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> what was the total? Uh, fourteen total. Fourteen total. Mm-hmm. It takes you a little time. Five minutes looking around in here, which feels like a long time because the air envelope's not great. Yeah. Um, as and you're and the, around, the dead body in the room is sort of off-putting. Well, yeah. Just a little bit. You're, you are Alex Jones. He's yeah. just an actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's paid by the government. Yeah. Um, Nobody killed that gnome, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you find that there is a cart uh, some distance away. Actually, a surprising distance away. You have to double back a little bit to go find it. Mm-hmm. But it is a four-wheeled cart, like an AV cart. Uh, and on the bottom shelf of that cart is uh, a large generator or engine of some kind. It looks like a, like a car engine, um, which you know because you've worked on the Plymouth Voyager before. Mm-hmm. And uh, up above, there is uh, like a long, flat device with a socket on one side and like a projector screen, like rounded projector knob thing on one side. We're going to get to watch the magic school bus. 
Yeah, you see that baby being wheeled into the classroom? <laughs> I think we're going to see the scenes from uh, Event Horizon myself, but... Uh, I thought it was a duck and cover video. Yeah. <laughs> so is there any way to broadcast what was seen, or is this just dead technology right now? Well, it's been severed in a pretty sloppy way, so if you want to try and connect the thing coming off of this device to the helmet that you have at the other side of the ship... Uh, other side of the room, you'll need to wheel this cart closer to it and then try to get the two wires connected. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you start pushing the cart, uh, the wheels, one of the wheels is locked. Okay. It's not unlocking. So you're pushing the cart, it's moving, but it's making this awful noise as it scrapes along the ground of the... Okay, I, as soon as it starts making noise, I'm going to stop pushing. I, myself, am smarter than my character, probably. Uh, but my character did ping for bad things, and there's bad things on this ship. Like, notoriously bad things, like aberrations and undead. All the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to... The monsters of the midway are here. <laughs> Bigfoot and Gravedigger! Um, <laughs> I'm going to burn a spell slot, actually, and I'm going to pass without trace this cart. Oh! oh. I was going... You know, is it something I could pick up? Is it, is it too big for me to lift? With the two of you working in tandem, you might be able to. That would require an athletics check. Do you have, do that, do you have that? any kind of strength or not? I mean, if I I fail, my strength is very good, actually. Okay. If you fail the check by a significant amount, the cart's going to overturn and you might risk damaging the equipment. I'm not uh, I'm not trained in athletics, but my strength is Me 16. So Did we make the same fucking... Probably. <laughs> although mine is the Alex Von Jones voice and yours is like just a pitch, pitch yeah. darker. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Alex Jones and the Lizardmen. Yeah, it's really imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great band. <laughs> um, are you jerking off or are you rolling? <laughs> well, you can't say the other hand. Uh, uh, well, I guess I'll help you if you want to roll with advantage. Sixteen. Uh, thir- uh, I'm sorry, fifteen. Um, you were able to lift one side of the cart with him helping you. These are not my reading glasses. Everything got darker when I put that on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just doing the, I'm too cool for d and That's how you play horror in the middle of the day. You put your sunglasses on. <laughs> yes. um, with Alex Jones helping you. <laughs> it's Axel Jonas. Right? <laughs> I don't want to get sued. <laughs> with Axel helping you, you're able to lift up one side of the cart, but it's going to be a two-man job. So what you're finding out real quickly is you're both going to have to make your own well, checks without. Why don't, I, oh, okay. why don't I lift up the side with the bad wheel and we two-wheel it? That is a good enough idea. Do we still need to both make checks? Or? No, I'm going to say that's good enough. That's All good right. thinking. Um, it does wheel when you do that. It's an awkward setup because the side that has the crap wheel is the side facing where the helmet was. So you have to lift it up and like pull like you're trying to pull a shopping cart off the curb. Yeah. And it's it's just it hurts to do for an extended period of time. Um... Are you still going to cast your pass without trace? Um, I'm going to give it a beat to see if us sort of uh, teaming up to wheelbarrow this thing is quiet enough. But if it starts making noise, then yeah, I'm going to burn the spell slot. Okay. I'm not um, about being caught by aberrations in a spaceship. It's at first not much louder than your footsteps, but it does seem like it's in need of some oiling and maintenance, and okay. it does start to squeak as you start wheeling it. Um. Okay. Let's let's stop here. We have a room full of tools. There's got to be oil in there somewhere. Can I look to see if there's, like, WD-40? Uh, yeah, I would say if you're willing to make another check to put the cart down and then try it again in a minute. Or I can investigate. Or you can inspect go look. Yep. Yeah. If, see if you can I've just been standing here being like, Brett, back it up, boys. <laughs> just watching those sweet lizard man asses backing down the hallway. 16. 16. Yeah, um, you guys have to, like, hold this awkward position for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Your arms are getting tired. Yeah. Um... However, uh, after a few minutes, uh, Spectre shows up with a squirt can. has a little orange okay. pipe on it. Yep. And uh, you give it, <laughs> give it a little back and forth to kind of grease the wheels, and it quiets up right quick. Nice. And now it's also much easier to move, you find. it. Mm. Apparently, there must have been some rust or some shit in there that was causing it to really grind. Nice. D&D. High adventure. <laughs> Welcome to a land yeah. Routine cart maintenance In space <laughs> We have to go to uh, Space lows yeah. <laughs> Well in space it's highs <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing just buzzed at me. It didn't like the joke. Or, Nobody uh, does. No, no, no. We have to go to Gnome Depot. Gnome Depot. Yes. I was yes! trying to find a Home Depot joke and I couldn't find it. That was so, well so good. If you didn't already have inspiration, I'd give it to you again. You can do it. We can hurt. I'm, I'm going to take drink inspiration. I appreciate that you're doing that for can everybody. Can I also have inspiration? Can I yes, also have drink inspiration? All right. All right. So we are well lubed. You're dumb. You've successfully lubed up. <laughs> yes. And as you start wheeling the cart closer and closer, <laughs> it's just a, a, a slicked down, shiny Alex Jones. Just so yeah, yeah, the, the shirtless before and after photo, yeah. like like your normal sweaty complexion yeah. on that TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's just me standing in profile, one just like normal, and the other one sucking in my gut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you wheel it in. Don't forget to take your tactical bath, folks. <laughs> You wheel it up towards where the helmet is. The helmet is movable as well, but it's large and awkward and heavy and looks delicate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you manage to keep the cart together with the helmet, and you now have these oddly severed cables that look like they belong together. And now that you have both ends and they're like side by side, it's pretty clear what happened here was that they were chewed apart. Um, looks like by very large rodent teeth. Ah, giant hamster wheel. There's some rabbit there's hamsters. Some, yep, there's some space hamster bullshit yeah. afoot. Yeah. That's why you don't, Ooh, you know. Maybe the moons will turn into were hamsters. <laughs> uh oh. I think I just. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> you're all dumb. Yes. <laughs> all right, Jonas. And you're somehow better than us? All right, Jonas, brother. <laughs> All right, I uh, make the tips kiss. Yes, I, I play just the tip. Okay, <laughs> I dock them. It does look like some amount of technical knowledge is going to be required to put the two together. Perfect, in. I'm just the man for the job. Let's do this. All right, uh, are you proficient in any kind of tools? No. Oh uh, well, I'm proficient in the war drum. <laughs> is anybody here proficient in something useful? <laughs> no, Bardmo might be. Maybe. You're half proficient. In yeah, I was usually going to say, no, neither of us are proficient at all, and you're better than us. I haven't played a bard in so long, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Jack of all trades applies to tools as well. You get all skill proficiencies. But I don't have... Uh... And there are tools everywhere, so you need to travel with a toolkit or anything like that. The only tools I'm proficient with are musical instruments. Yeah, but you get uh, Jack of all trades with your tools checks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it would be intelligence-based, uh, plus half your proficiency because of jack-of-all-trades. Okay, cool. You've never, you've never worked as an electrician before, but somehow you just kind of get the gist of it. Yeah, plugging in amps and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I've seen one on TV. That is a 14. 14. All right. Uh, it's, it's not the prettiest thing in the world, and you do actually zap yourself at one point. It looks like one side of this is a live wire. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> there, there it goes. You know what happens when lightning strikes a teeth wing? <laughs> it's cool. Oh, it must be dancing along the hammers. Halle Berry's career took a dump. What's up? So, strange time of oh. year for a wasp. Uh, the bees are actually crazy right now. Yeah, yeah. they're all trying to find places to... Uh, Is anybody allergic? Nope. Winter okay. in. Not worried Plus about all it. the, uh, all the rotting though. produce and stuff like that gets them fucked ah. up. Oh, yeah, because they get drunk. I didn't think about that. I forgot they get drunk. Cool. Yeah, I'm just going to let it roam free unless anybody's got a serious yeah. problem with bees. Run Don't bee. care. Um... So yeah, after a period of some time, you're able to jerry-rig the wire together. It's not going to last. This looks like a really shit job that you've done. But yeah, because you got a bard to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it does appear, at least, that the uh, live uh, electricity that's coming off of one side from this generator function uh, appears to be now reaching the helmet. Okay. And is the other end spitting out an image yet? Uh, it is not. Okay. <sighs> do I have to put on the helmet? We do well. I don't think anything that you have in your head is going to... Really help us. I think we need to find a head to put in it. We've got a gnome head. Oh, you think it shows what we think, not what? We I would assume like it shows It's a direct pipeline from the helmet to the view viewmaster at the other end. Uh, so I think whatever. Oh. Hmm. Uh-huh. Cast in large dome. Uh. In big and noodle. In thicken. Let us see. Earthquake. Earthquake. <laughs> <Dumb>. <laughs> it's getting dangerous in here. Oh, okay. Never mind. Won't work. I have to see the thing die. Can we um can we stuff the dead gnome in there and see if anything happens? Yeah, absolutely. Um so it's awkward because the helmet is designed for something quite a bit larger than the gnome. Yeah. 
But uh, shove the whole gnome in there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you cram the entire gnome in there. Um, <laughs> cram that gnome. Not even that much cramming because the helmet's this wide. The gnome's yeah. only that big. So. Yeah. If you curl it into the fetal position, it's kind of like throwing a tennis it's like, ball It's like basketball buying game. a bag of laced potato chips and you open it up and it's only like half full at the bottom. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, and so you successfully cram this gnome into the helmet. And after a period of a few seconds, we got a lot of these. How many? Uh, at least two that are in here. There were three more in the back door. Yeah, they might have a nest somewhere. Yep, there's another one. Yeah, bees for days, son. Uh, after a period of a few seconds, there is suddenly uh, a lit-up viewpoint on the end of the projector, and it splashes some light onto the wall. And the walls are steel, so you get kind of a weird refracted look as the light strikes the walls. But what you're getting uh, is not like the final images of somebody's horrific dead life. Excuse me. You're getting a dog barking. Yeah. Zool, motherfucker.